Welcome to Talking Heads, everyone. Episode 168, your once-weekly live show for the latest in beer and tech news. I'm Jeff. I'm Rhett. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on this Wednesday night or in podcast form on the replay over on Anchor.fm or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. If you've never seen the show before, we talk beer, we talk tech, we talk games, pop culture, entertainment, usually some Star Trek. This is a family-friendly show most weeks. I will say there is a news article coming up at the end of this show, and we'll let you know before, that are probably not for child ears. Uh, echo and sound. What's the echo and sound? I don't know. Hopefully it's not me. Echo and sound. I I, only I have see nothing one. fancy going on. Yeah, I only see one. I only hear one. Uh, <laughs> what echo and sound? I get, I get it no echo. It must just be... I got zero echo, says Brian. Cheers to that. If you have an echo, chime in. Otherwise, Mad Max, buddy. You better I, I, go and check your sound settings. Yeah, I, I think you might have me open in two windows. That'd be Sounds my guess. Fine. That'd All be right. my guess. Don't scare me like that. <laughs> Ogroat says I changed rooms. I Sounds did not change me. No rooms. No echo here, no echo. Yeah. I, I think it's just you, uh, Mad Max. So, sorry. I think we're all good. Anyway, uh, this is usually a family-friendly show, but there is a slightly adult content piece at the end of this. We will let you know when that is coming. Uh, but we are usually a family-friendly show, although we do drink alcohol. Uh, we read all Super Chats on the air, so long as they meet those family-friendly criteria, and you won't get me demonetized. <laughs> <laughs> in the early show goings let us know if you're drinking along with us alcoholic or not and we'll give some shout outs as we go along and if you'd like to join the super secret chat and the even more super secret after party please think about joining the patreon or the float plane links are both down in the video description as an exclusive bonus you'll get access to the discord server where you can chat with myself Rhett, john steve all of the toast there it is again all of the hosts from talking heads and join the awesome community over there <laughs> awesome all right well now that the housekeeping's out of the way yeah <sighs> How's it lots going, of people Rhett? lots of people are not pleased that i shaved apparently so <laughs> yeah yeah what the heck i i even trimmed today and and you took all the attention off my face so thank you well you're welcome yeah I uh, I like the way that you put it. Uh, my chin hasn't seen daylight in many years. Yeah. So <laughs> I did yeah, say I that, didn't I? <laughs> I don't know what it was. I, I was coming up, uh, I don't know, a couple weeks after the new year and was just feeling like it was time for a change. And uh, I've been like shaving every day, every other day, which is not normal. So who knows? We'll see how long this trend sticks. Yeah. But uh, yeah, otherwise I'm doing pretty good. Um Working from home, 100% now. Thank goodness. That was always stressful, having to leave the house nice. all the time. So, Me too. Me too, for a little while now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True that. I uh, I don't get to drink beer on the job yet, but I'm working on it. Um, <laughs> we'll get you there someday. Hopefully, we'll hopefully that comes there. around. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Rev is about to crack his Dr. Jeff prescribed double IPA. So Dr. Jeff prescribed a double IPA until his taste comes back, uh, which he says he's about 50% of the way there. So hopefully, uh, Rev, keep them coming, man. Uh, I hope those are doing you well. Uh, let's see. We got. I hope I can be uh, forgiven for already 
opening a beer before we started rolling. As long as you tell me what it is, I think we're going to oh, be just fine. I, I got a fresh can here for you when it's time, so oh, I'll oh let you know. Okay. Uh, Michael says he's drinking a Melvin Brewing 2x4 double IPA, Imperial double, 9.9%, 100 IPU. That sounds delicious. Uh, Novella had one as well. Four Circle Brewing, uh, Oranges and Cream, uh, Milkshake IPA, uh, 6.5%. Uh, I'm not sure which one I want to open first. And I have two very, well, no, I think I just did decide which one I opened first because I have very, two very distinctly different styles, shall we say. Um, I think I'm going to start with, who even makes this? Uh... This one's always weird to find. Uh, Mortals Brewing Company in Avon, New York. Uh, I don't remember who sent me this one, uh, but this is the Hydra Fruited Sour, and the mm. can art is incredible. Oh, yeah? Looks like a blue-eyes white dragon. Yeah. You know, from Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. But uh, this is a pomegranate, raspberry, and blueberry fruited sour, clocking in at 7%. So... Dang, and, that sounds and then good. I've also got an ex novo Sons of Scotland uh, Scotch Ale and kind of a heavy one. It's 7.8%. So wow. I think I'm going to drink that one second because warmed up those usually do a little bit better. For sure. So we're going to start with the fruit. What you got, Rhett? So I'm drinking, you know, local good old boys, Ninkasi Brewing here. We've got the Steady Orbit Grounded IPA. I almost broke one of those out today. I, I had the bottle in my hand. <laughs> it's pretty good. Like, I, I got to I gotta admit, like, I got it just because I was looking for something that was uh, sort of spacey themed. Yeah. You know, so I was kind of looking at, like, the Stardust IPA and a couple of other, or the Stardust Pale Ale and a couple of other things. And yeah. I ended up going with the uh, with the Steady Orbit. And it's it's solid. It's really drinkable. It's only four and a half percent. If mm -hmm. y'all can see that, maybe uh, no. Um, <laughs> so it's not it's not super heavy. It's not overpowering. Um, it's really herbal and aromatic and really light and drinkable. I like I, it. I found the steady orbit, as you said, very aromatic. But for me, it left me wanting, especially for an Encasi IPA. Like I, I, oh, yeah. I think I had bigger expectations than that one delivered because Ninkasi doesn't miss very often. And this one felt like just, it wasn't quite where they're normally at. Like it's still yeah. drinkable. It's still, you a know, fine beer, but I would say that it's almost more like a pale ale too. Right. Like, cause I mean, I, even at four and a half percent, like, mm -hmm. and it's got that hoppy profile, like, a like an American pale ale too. Yeah. Like, so I don't know. I, I thought it was an IPA and. Oh wow! There's there's like a blueberry puree on top of this. Wow, wow, that looks amazing. And it smells like pie. Wow, just like straight up pie. <laughs> Dang it! This smells this incredible. Is, when are we gonna be able to get back together? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's a really real big bummer. Ooh, is that gonna oh. wear on you though? I oh. bet by the time you get halfway through that, you're going to be done. This one, I think, is going to wear on me a little bit. Because um, <laughs> it is definitely a sour. Although there's this sweet malty note. It tastes like pie. It tastes like it smells. Um, yeah, this is incredibly good. But this is one probably best served in 8-ounce portions. So I'm kind of sorry we're not together at the moment. Because yeah, I'd I know. love to give you Tell half Tell me about this. it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Captain's Log Supplemental Blueberry Beer is awesome. Oh, man. Computer, blueberry beer. Uh, room temperature, chilled? Chilled, chilled. 45. This one you want chilled. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure. Uh, what did we say that was? Argentinian? Uh, 100 Argentinian dollars. I want pie beer from RM5000. Yes, you do. It. This is fantastic. <laughs> How's your beer fridge, Jeff? Make any more room for beer? Um, it's still full. <laughs> um, actually, I've I've gotten like more beer mail, and in fact, I think I received some beer mail early this week because it's some from someone in Virginia that I didn't recognize, and it's not a company that I was expecting anything from. So, I have a box upstairs that I might go and grab later on in the show. Uh, and I'm waiting for <laughs> I'm waiting for you to get a package and you open it up and it says hold for ret <laughs> <laughs> or general delivery to ret. <laughs> yep. Um I have got got some with uh with explicit instructions to make sure I share with John. So <laughs> of course. But yeah, you guys need to need to start thinking about the other two. I mean, you know, you can't leave Steve and uh, and Rhett out in the cold like this. I know. John though he's, a, he's a true. <laughs> John's a true team player though. He keeps me, he keeps texting me that uh, he dropped off a beer for me uh, for a Christmas present and I haven't mm -hmm. made it out to go and pick that up for me yet. So yep. I was, yeah, I was, you have two presents sitting by my front door still. I keep I keep meaning to I gotta hop over there. I was gonna do it today, but yeah. Tell you what, let's schedule a time and we'll do some socially distant scotch out on the deck. Hey, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's a really good idea. We get the fire pit going and have some scotch on op on opposing lawn chairs. It is scotch season. Yep. <laughs> Definitely a scotch <laughs> season. All right. Let's go ahead and get into today's news. Um, so this one came uh, a little bit earlier than I was expecting. Uh, I mean, we've been expecting this announcement for a little while, but I didn't expect it till like March or April. But... Intel has supposedly released GPU chips to manufacturers, and they are contracting with uh, a couple different uh, uh, third-party card makers, uh, specifically Asus and uh, who was the other one? Colorful? I want to say it was Colorful. I think it was Colorful. I'm going to say, just say Colorful. Um, that they have essentially released to manufacturing uh, GPUs to start manufacturing. Uh as I said, manufacturing twice in the same sentence. Awesome. <laughs> Off to a great start. Um, anyway, this comes courtesy of uh, Video Cards. And here's kind of a preview mock-up of the Intel DG1. Uh, we know that there's going to be essentially two different models using the DG1 GPU. There's going to be the Iris Xe Max and the Iris Xe. Uh, the difference is essentially 96 compute units versus 80 compute units, or execution units, excuse me, um, as they're calling them. Uh, same memory bandwidth, same same amount of memory on it. Uh, they are only using LPDDR4, so not exactly the fastest memory on the planet. Uh, PCI Express 4.0, although, again, we're not asking much out of 25-watt GPUs as far as bandwidth goes. So I'm not sure PCIe 4 was really a necessary <laughs> addition. Um, yes, Colorful has a press release on their site. Yes, okay. I thought it was Colorful. I just couldn't find it in the moment. 
Um, interestingly, the TDP on the Iris XE, which is the lower performance card, uh, has a higher TDP than the higher performance card, supposedly, possibly with active cooling. Um, I, <laughs> these specs are a little confusing to me at first glance. Um, but yeah, LPDDR4, uh, LPDDR4X, sorry. Need to get that, that disclaimer in there. Uh, for some early release Intel discrete graphics cards. Now... We know Intel Iris Xe uh, is now out for uh, some laptops, and it's getting good enough performance, I would say, um, especially for the the temperature and power targets that they're trying to hit. Um, I think they've done well. I, mm -hmm. I think uh, from a lot of the early uh, benchmarks that I've seen of a lot of uh, the Tiger Lake and Intel uh, Iris graphics uh, on board. Uh, they're doing quite well, especially uh, like the GPD Win 3 has a Tiger-like i7 and uh, an Iris Xe graphics. And it's night and day comparison to the GPD Win 2, which was also a, you know, a fully-fledged i5 quad-core, but hamstrung by the Intel HD 615. So the performance is definitely... It's good enough. It's good enough for the market they're shooting for. Uh, they're saying supposedly somewhere around the MX150 uh, on the mobile GPU. So essentially like a GT1030, still shy of an RX 550 AMD, uh, but right in that ballpark where they'll probably be competitive. Uh, there's an interesting wrinkle to this story though, as Intel prepares to enter the discrete graphics card market. And it is that, oops, I didn't bring up the slide. Hold on, I forgot to copy that one. Don't worry, I got it. You got it? <laughs> There's an interesting wrinkle uh, to this whole story. And that is you can't buy an Intel discrete GPU even when they're sold to OEMs and, and uh, released to manufacturers by card partners. And that's because they are requiring you to pair an Intel XE discrete graphics card with an Intel motherboard on a very modern Intel platform. Oh, and by the way, the BIOS that you have to have installed is OEM only. So only their manufacturing partners, Dell, HP, you know, you go down the list, are going to be able to use these cards. Has Intel learned nothing about competition and proprietary gates over the last four years? Proprietary, you know, hardware segmentation and and whatnot. You're not Apple. You, you don't get to do the Apple thing where it's, you know, we make everything internally and it's my way or the highway. Uh, you're Intel and Intel doesn't have a great, future ahead of it right now unless they kind of start turning things around uh the first step in turning something around is not to hardware lock and cut out the the add-in market the the people who might yeah. actually be buying your parts off store shelves that's what's kind of weird about the whole thing you know i think we were talking about this a little bit before it's like uh you know the the bean counters um have limited duration as it were at the driver's seat at intel mm -hmm. And uh, it kind of just feels like they've run the numbers and they're like, you know what, at, at first, before this story came out, it's like, you know, okay, like, here's a good way for Intel to sort of 
I don't know, probe future ventures. Um, you know, like we talked about Intel being in like a building year, you know, we've talked, we've compared them to like the blazers and stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, uh, then this comes out and it's like, man, are the bean counters closing ranks and like trying to just keep control of like what little market share they have like five years down the line, you know, I think That's, they are. It's what and... it feels like. It just feels like such a conservative minded move. Like, they're like, we got to just draw this out as long as we can. Right. <laughs> Which is what you do, obviously. But Intel in the first pick of the GPU drafts, Lex, <laughs> Greg, Odin. <laughs> I mean, there's there's no other way to put it. I mean, and, so and obviously <laughs> this is only the first card. Sorry for that reference, everyone. Uh, this is only their first card that they're releasing to any kind of consumer market outside of, you know, Tiger-like integrated laptops and, and ultra yeah. mobile uh, machines. But why, why, why is this necessary? Why, why are they putting up barriers to buying their own products? Especially well, when you know the products you're trying to compete with, you're not competing with. Price point, performance point, anything. It doesn't make sense to you and I because we're not accountants. Right. <laughs> Our sole job isn't moving one bean from here to over here one at a time for the rest of our lives wearing a white collar and a nice tie. Right. I mean, I, that's just all it seems like is that, yeah, it's just a lack of understanding of, uh, I think the the base consumer market and where it's headed and all mm -hmm. these sorts of trends and they've proven themselves now for like the last three years incapable of predicting it. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I I don't know a single one of their predictions over the last three years that's actually come true or yeah, and and not to crap on Intel because well to be fair to Intel, their parts are still good. I mean yeah. they're they're still good components. They're going to work. Um, and as good as first-generation Ryzen was, it was also very much a first-generation product with a lot of bugs and a lot of hiccups. Um, I'm still running my almost four-year-old uh, MSI X399 uh, Pro Carbon motherboard for my Threadripper chip. Now, I have a second-gen Threadripper chip in it in the 2950X, but that system has so many issues with like USB controllers, not recognizing hot plug randomly. Uh, it's it's had its share of memory issues of not being able to clock up the memory even to like 3000 megahertz on a second gen chip with fully updated BIOS and everything else. Um, that chip should be able to do 3200 megahertz. I can't even get it to 3066. I think I'm running at 2933. Um, and... Well, it's been a solid, solid performer. I mean, it's 16 cores, 32 threads with 128 <laughs> gigs of RAM in it. I mean, it is everything that I've ever wanted in an, in an editing rig. It's still got its bugs and it's still got its quirks. Um, not to say that X299 was not a quirky system because holy crap, X299 is definitely a quirky system. Uh, you know, X99 was really the last truly solid uh high-end desktop platform from Intel. But as Intel is chasing and trying to get into the GPU market in some way, shape, and form, 
it just seems weird to me to to put up so many fences in between the consumer and buying your product. Yep. Well, and I, I think that ultimately Intel is trying to, to change course and it felt like this was a move for that, you know, mm -hmm. like not a big, not a big course correction by any means, but sure. you know, testing the waters. Um, but you know, um, they're, they're having a change in leadership shortly that I, I know a lot of people are, interested in seeing what it pans out in the long, long term. Um, who knows, you know, I mean, Intel is one of those household names. I don't, I, it's not like I'd like to see them go anywhere, obviously. Mm -hmm. Right. And uh, I don't think they're in any danger of going oh, anywhere. No, no. Um, I, I think it's more, unless they start making some better financial decisions and trying to become competitive, because right. again, at the moment, I look at their consumer stack top to bottom and even their business stack top to bottom. And I'm having a hard time finding where they're actually competitive without making backroom deals with Amazon and Dell and HP and, and things yeah. like that. Um, it's hard to look from a dollars and cents standpoint and say, I can recommend Intel for very much right now. Yeah. So, I mean, except for the fact that Intel is the only CPU that you can buy because AMD Ryzen 5000 series is still completely sold out pretty much everywhere. Uh, <laughs> it's been, what, three months? I've, I have yet to see a Ryzen CPU for sale on any site that I check. And I check at least weekly. <laughs> for a while I was checking daily, but I finally just gave up and said, screw it, I'll, I'll test the next gen. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I'm ready. By the to way, crack I changed my mind. Way. This is not wearing on me. Oh, yeah, good. we'll see. Oh, we'll see. Good. That's how it goes. The first 33% of a beer is always great. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I'm gonna crack open my my second one of these bad boys. So nice. Uh, just just steady over. They, you know, they're only 12 ounces. So. Yep. I uh, cracked one. I'll open. allow you a second. Oh, Let's... good. Thank you. Yeah. This comes out of my expense uh, account, right? Uh, yes, totally. Sweet, sweet. Yeah. Nothing like a business expense uh, come tax season. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers to that. <laughs> oh. All, All right. right. Um, and that kind of does it for the tech news this week. There. There wasn't a lot. Uh, oh, Super Chat, $5. Chris, uh, you can't put a, put a price on peace of mind and reputation. Nobody ever got fired for buying Team Blue. Um, it's the same kind of thing you never got fired for buying Cisco either. Or you never got fired <laughs> for, you know. There, there are so many things like that and, and reputations. It doesn't excuse the fact that they're still the most expensive option out there right now. Uh, save for some backroom deals and, and things and selling unofficial SKUs. Uh, Wendell's covered that on a couple of different occasions with uh, some, you know, non-official Intel parts that he's picked up. And he goes, oh, I've got 48 cores and 96 threads uh, now. Thanks, Amazon, for those $800 chips. <laughs> you know? um, so, yeah, it's it's hard to recommend them. But like I said, they're still solid. 
they're, oh, yeah. they'll still get the job done. If you bought an Intel CPU right now, I don't think you'd be sorry. You're just not getting the best bang for the buck. Uh, and you're not getting the latest features. You're not getting PCI Express 4.0. Uh, speaking of the desktop and, and high-end desktop chips right now, you're, you're not getting as much as you could for your money. I mean, almost anybody who has some sort of computing device in their house has an Intel chip in their house. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I don't predict them disappearing overnight. Like I said earlier, right. it's like, you know, it, drawing it out as long as possible. And in this case, we're looking at years, you know, decade or more. I mean, if it if they just go downhill nonstop, and even then, like they're always going to control a small portion of the market, no matter what, just because right. of the name brand. I mean, in the, the word Intel is worth <laughs> something right. at right. the end of the day. Yeah. I mean... So... Yeah, that that's, I mean, that's like doomsday scenario we're talking about. I don't see yeah. Intel chips disappearing, but. Yeah, so I can say I don't expect Intel to be in any real financial trouble unless they continue down this road for another three years, banging the 14 nanometer drum, uh, <laughs> you know? So I, I they have so much money. They have so many resources. They have so much brain power over at Intel uh, that I, I I can't imagine them, you know, just tanking and having to reevaluate themselves as a business. I mean, even AMD, which was not nearly as large of a company and still is not. I mean, AMD is pennies on the dollar compared yeah. to the size and scale of company that Intel is. Uh, AMD stopped making products for almost five years so they could do a complete reset and refresh of their entire architecture. Yeah. Intel can do it in three. And and I think we're on year one of it right now. We're not going to see anything until probably 2022 or you know, late 2022, early 2023 at the, at the earliest. But I think a complete architecture change is coming. I think they're finally going to retire the Core i name because that's hung around for what started with core duo and core two duo but the core architecture which is just an evolution of core two duo which really the architecture that we have now is just an evolution of the original nehalem x58 uh (laughs) that's been around since 2007 2006 so they reached a point on 14 nanometer where they can't scale it down any further at least with their own manufacturing techniques now, again, supposedly they're going to be fapping out some 10 nanometer TSMC i3s, um, which I doubt. <laughs> uh, but hasn't that, you know, they've been, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's a rumor that circulates around like <laughs> all the time, every few months. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. So Intel's going to be fine, but it's going to be not a great two years for them. Like I said, I think we're probably one year into a reset. And I think hey. after three years, so two more, I think your uh, Nehalem was the first core I. The first core architecture was the core duo uh, back in 2006. And the core I was unveiled in late 2007. Uh, or late 2008, early 2009. I think late 2008, you could buy the core I uh, in the i7-920. It's time for core J, you know? Oh, come on. That was a good joke. 
don't give them any more ideas. I mean, I I can't wait to buy an i11 101, you know, 12 12 100 one. I know. At least a Core J though, that would be like that would make sense. <laughs> More just, sense than what they're gonna come up with. <laughs> you you could skip Core J and just go to Special K. <laughs> okay, that was a worse joke than mine. <laughs> you can't outdad me yet. I've got years more experience than you do. And you're accumulating it at twice the rate. Twice the rate, exactly. <laughs> I have doubled down, my friend. All right, so. As I was starting to say like five minutes ago, that's about it for the the real hardcore like tech hardware <laughs> news. Um, so we do have a couple beer stories that are that are worth talking about, and then we're going to get into some gaming and some entertainment news, uh, some of which might spark some uh, some conversation. So let's uh, let's get into it. Uh, starting with Rhett's second favorite beer company may be going Shut out of business. <laughs> no, not even close. I said second favorite. <laughs> I know Rainier won. I figured Olympia too. Uh, no. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not going to knock Olympia beer, but come on. <laughs> I couldn't resist. <laughs> um, so Olympia uh, says farewell for now as they have halted production of Olympia beer. Um, now, they've been in not such great financial straits for the last couple of years. And uh, 2020 really took a toll on on the business. Now, for those who don't know, Olympia is 125 years old. Um, and they started kind of going, going south maybe five or six years ago, but the last two years have been especially hard on them. Uh, they they tried releasing some new products in 2020 uh, to kind of get away from from the beer. So they tried pumping out some vodka and and some other stuff, and it just didn't work. And so they said the Olympia brand itself just is not selling anymore. And we're not sure why. We're not sure how to bring it back or you know get people excited about it again. But they're just not excited about it. And nothing that we've tried is working. And so we're not going out of business, but we're also not going to be producing beer either. So kind of the end of an era. I mean, that 125 years is a good run for a company. Uh, yeah. You know, you look at Nintendo with over 100 years. There's not many companies that can say that. Yeah. It's it's kind of interesting because I I, I do, I have a fondness for like the Americana of a lot of these really old beer names. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, it, there's something about being able to go to 1920 and like find these old advertisements and for, Olympia for these beer. beer. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, because beer advertisements have always been crazy, you know? Um, and then you get into a certain era, like in the, in the 50s and 60s and you start getting like really pulpy advertisements. Yeah. It's and it's just so much fun. So it is like it is, you know, a slice of history in a way. Yeah. But you know, they're not dying. They're just yeah, shuddering for well, a bit. They're not dying yet. This is the first of like three steps before they die, because you stop making product, it's hard to make money. Ask how much Intel. do you think the name? How much do you think like the name costs? The thing is, I think the problem is the name isn't worth what they think it is. 
That's because they're looking at it the wrong way. They are looking at it the wrong way. They're they're trying to slap the Olympian name on just about anything. Like they made some artisanal vodka this year. Gag me. No one's looking for Olympia for artisanal vodka. I, I, I look at that the same way I look at the Pabst whiskey. Pass. Hard pass. Yeah. Yeah. You come out yeah. with a hard seltzer, I'll maybe give you a look, not guaranteed, because you're also like the seventh major manufacturer that's getting into hard seltzer. And so what's Olympia going to bring to the party that someone else isn't? Oh, look, they have this mango vanilla flavor. Ooh. Yeah. Sorry, I, I, I tried to think of the whitest girl flavor that I possibly could. You did it. Mango well vanilla. Done. Mango vanilla, though, that's like, that's actually pretty exotic. <laughs> well, I didn't want to call anyone out, so I wanted to go with a flavor that also didn't exist yet. So, huh. Uh, Budweiser, Pabst get on it. Good. Mango vanilla. I mean, there's just something, you know, I don't know. Uh, I've, look, I'm not a marketing PR person. Right. So I'm not going to sit here and tell all the bean counters at Olympia. I'm going to just use the term bean counters all night, apparently. But... Apparently. <laughs> I do the same thing. I say a phrase one time and it sticks in my vocabulary for like a week and I use it every other sentence. I know. I, I was recording something before we did this and I listened back to it and it was only two minutes and 45 seconds. And I said the word conservative like 15 <laughs> times <laughs> about like my behavior. Like, oh, right. I was being like conserved. I was being, and I said it literally 15 times. It's like, well, that ain't flying, yep. but I don't have time. So I guess it is. <laughs> Set it off. But, you know, like the name Olympia, man, it's like it's so evocative, you know, and they're yes. always trying to tie it to this place. They're like Olympia, the Northwest, Washington. No, man, I'm thinking Olympia. I'm thinking Tokyo 2020. I'm thinking Hercules and Zeus. You know, there's something there that I think they're missing. Yeah. You know? Mount Olympus. Like, yeah, like yeah. Bring some bring some chutzpah to the conversation, you know? Yeah. I, I just think the Olympia. Call us. Eh? Craft yeah. Computing and uh, and you. We can work out a deal. You make a better beer, and I'll and I'll pimp for you. So I'll pimp for you regardless. Right. <laughs> Look, Rhett, Rhett needs you, a job. <laughs> you make you make the checks out to cash. I'll pimp you wherever you want. Okay. Uh, we do have a super chat. The twenty dollar donation from the Geek oh. Crib. Thank you so much. No comment. Just twenty bucks. Hey. Oh, did he have something to say? He said cheers. Let's give him that one. Did he cheers, say cheers? to you? Oh, he said Go cheers. Below. I, I see it right below. Cheers to you, my cheers. friend. Thank you so much. Have Your donation pie. goes a long ways. Bossy beer for next ways. Wednesday. Yep, exactly. Uh, Novella Hub says, uh, does Olympia make water? Uh, no, that would be um, the universe or God, depending on, depending on you know what floats your boat. Um, I guess Are you some sure they don't have an artisanal spring water generator with the, with the <laughs> crunkalunka cranking on a faucet? Yeah, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I mean, that could sell some beers right there. Right. <laughs> so if they're sitting on that, like Our these guys spring are... water generator. It's one of my favorite jokes from Futurama. <laughs> or glacial spring water generator. Yeah, yeah. Uh... Tank with H2 and a tank with O. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pumpkin spice white claw coming this fall. I've I've seen some mock, mocked up cans for for pumpkin spice white claw. Uh, I even got John excited about it when I when I tweeted it at him. But he loves pumpkin beer. No, <laughs> I always give him crap for liking pumpkin beer, but I'm pretty sure he so likes pumpkin beer. He does, and less... it's one of my favorite things to pick fun. Well, of for. I, I think he likes it less than we give him credit. But for. the fact <laughs> is, he does enjoy pumpkin beer. 
yeah, I've had a couple, you know, and I go, eh. Depends. You know, I don't knock it just because it's pumpkin, you know? Before Starbucks, pumpkin-flavored stuff was cool. Yeah. You know? Oh, and Geek Crib says he's drinking a Sierra Nevada Big Little Thing. Nice. Those are pretty good. Those are those are solid. Solid Sierra choice, Nevada, Sierra Nevada's Pale Ale has always been just like tops you know mm-hmm. but man they're coming out with some of these other beers and they are they're like so good their hazy ipa is legit mm-hmm. love it um i love a lot of their fresh hop stuff yeah very very good uh alan says craft computing i just want to say thank you for the content you provide and keep up the amazing work thank you i appreciate that cheers are you guys on twitch as well uh we used to be the show never really got any traction over there and it became more trouble than it was worth, both from a moderation standpoint and from a, I get one viewer to every 130 that I have on YouTube. So, well, you know, that's it just because... wasn't worth leaving it on there. We, we did it for almost six months. We were on Twitch yeah. uh, and we were simulcasting, right? The, the show just didn't pick up over there. Um, we are in podcast form over on anchor.fm and just about everywhere else. I know I'm on iTunes. I'm on Spotify. I'm on, I'm on a lot of different platforms and, yeah, uh, wherever you get your podcast, wherever you get your podcast, you can find talking heads, just search craft computing or talking heads. Yep. And I'll pop up usually near the top of, of tech creator lists, which is like awesome. I was reading oh, yeah. a list a couple of weeks ago and it was like recommended podcasts. And there yeah. was tested.com you know the adam's average project and then there was like two others and then there was talking heads crafting holy crap <laughs> yeah well, that's what's adam, kind of fun about the me. podcast the call podcast me. space you know, it's like yeah dude he should that's what's fun about the podcast space is that like once you get super niche mm-hmm. like it, you really start getting i don't know it's just a whole i, I prefer i love the podcasting space so. <laughs> i know you uh, do <laughs> So it's it's cool to see that uh, craft computing is is doing well there. Yep, talking heads rather. All right, uh, some more beer news. Uh, this one is actually really interesting to me because my wife has celiac disease, and so we are a probably ninety percent free gluten, ninety uh, percent gluten free household. Um, and it's not a choice because actually both my wife and my youngest daughter both have celiac disease. Uh, and 9% of the gluten in our house is probably in the form of wheat, barley, or rye suspended in solution. Uh, and the other 1% are the hamburger buns and uh, English muffins that I keep on hand. So, For your English McMuffin maker. Yeah, for my English muffin maker. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What's your review on that coming? You and Adam one day page? builds. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I would wet myself. <laughs> but seriously, like, I would love, love, love to do something with Adam Savage. I I, I would cry myself to sleep every night after, you know after being able to do that. I'll, I'll email him when we're done. He, he's he's one of my idols, and, and that would just be so cool. Uh, I, I try to do some maker-level stuff, and I've stolen some techniques from him and whatnot, but I watch, like, every one-day build. I, I know I'm totally I'm builds. totally fangirling right here, and he's not even here. But he's you know, what one of my of the favorite few celebrities that I fangirl about. He was always one of my favorites already, mm-hmm. but then he went on uh, Star Talk podcast with 
uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, who yeah. obviously he very he greatly values education. He talks mm-hmm. about the value of an education all the time. And he said, well, Adam, you know, you're an educated man and blah, 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 blah. And, and Adam said, well, I guess it depends on what you mean by educated, because I'm, I'm not. And he goes, well, you well, you at least have a high school diploma then, don't you? And he's like, no. <laughs> and I, like, I just I, yeah. I love that juxtaposition because, you know, like. And education is important to so many people, especially mm-hmm. somebody like Neil deGrasse Tyson. You know, yeah. I'm never going to take that away from anybody. But Adam is out there doing it and he's hands on and he's learning it with us, you know, right on the camera often. Yeah. He's got decades of experience to draw on. And it's it's just so cool. So, the you know, people out there that want to work with their hands and, and do that. It's like you can do it. Adam did it. So anyway, that's yeah. my Adam fangirling right there. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I've heard him talk so many different times in so many different places, uh, never in person. But uh, I, I'm a avid listener of Tested uh, and, and watcher of Tested. Um, but uh, he's the reason that I like diving into things that I don't know on this show. Uh, not necessarily in, a, in the talking format and talking heads, but like ripping components off a graphics card. It's like, I've only, <laughs> I, I've done a bunch of cap replacements on motherboards, but I've never like truly tried to modify hardware to like, you know, drilling into a heat sink and crap like that. Um, the Dishonored build, uh, my Dishonored case mod, I took techniques directly from, from projects that he had used uh, uh, in making a, like the world's first space suit. Uh, he, he made a high pressure suit and he did like these fake welds on it. And I went, that's exactly the look I'm going for. And so I'm watching that video as it came out and I'm yeah. going, and I'm trying to build my Dishonored case mod. And I went, that's exactly the look my case needs. I've never done anything like that. That was my first case mod ever. Yeah. And it turned out great. And so, yeah, he's he's the reason that I push myself out of my comfort zone. You know, the amount that I do is you, know, you never know my, until you try. I think my favorite thing about the one day builds is when he goes through and he's like, well, you know, I'm just going to jump into this. And then <laughs> halfway through, he's like, OK, well, if I would have just done this right and not rushed it, I wouldn't have screwed it up. But I screwed it up. And so we're going to work around it. <laughs> Right. It's like every one day build, he screws up somehow. <laughs> yeah. And and it's always great. And it's always great to see the problem solving that he goes through yeah. after he screwed something up. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and what's really funny is his process about like building things. He goes, if I'm going to have to do something more than two or three times, I'm going to make a jig to make it easy and repeatable. Yeah. And so yeah. he'll spend like three hours making a jig so he can put together this one very esoteric part yep. because he's building like three of them. <laughs> and, he goes, and then it goes into a box where he can pull it out 20 years later. I mean, that's like, I feel like so many tools that he does on, on one right. day builds. He's like, you know, I used this 15 years ago and, uh, oh yeah, here it is. Oh, yeah. It's like, dude, his shop is like my dreamland. Oh, Every God. time I, I just like, oh, God, yes. my, my heart rate just elevates slightly. I get sweaty. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I've, I've been looking around, not, not overly seriously, but looking around a little bit, just trying to get some kind of an end mill to add to my shop. Oh. Um, and, and this heatsink project made me want one even more and start looking a little bit more seriously. Now, I'll, I can't afford, you know, $2,000 for a really nice bridge board or anything like that. But just something something small, you know, I'm, I'm not going to cut anything bigger than this. Um, but just some kind of an end mill or some kind of a CNC machine or, or something. Yeah that yeah. I can start producing my own parts and, and whatnot. That's that's all I want. Well, it's a start of what I want. That? <laughs> I know, yeah, it's all you want until you have Because if I have the space, <laughs> I will fill the space. 
Anyway, uh, we oh, got off topic yeah. completely. That's okay. <laughs> we got a fangirl on Adam Savage. That's all right. Totally. Any Anytime I will fangirl over Adam Savage. Uh, socially distant, of course, until COVID is over and we're both vaccinated. Naturally. Naturally. Yes. yes. And then I will fangirl the heck out of him. Uh, so, uh, gluten-free. It's it's not just a, a hype thing. It's actually for actual health-related reasons. Uh, as I mentioned before, my wife and my daughter both have celiac disease, and we are a 90% free, gluten-free household. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, I do like to keep an eye on some gluten-free breweries. Uh, there's a really good one up in Washington called Ghostfish Head, which uh, does... I'll say some interesting beers. Uh, they make a pretty good pale ale. They make a piss poor Hefeweizen. <laughs> um, and their stout is actually really solid. Uh, have you ever gone to Groundbreakers, Groundbreakers in Portland? I have not been there, no. It's in, it's in Southeast Portland, kind of. Well, not super Southeast Portland. But uh, yeah, it's really good. I'm pretty sure all if not all like 90 percent of their beers are all gluten-free they're yeah, like award-winning um, like their stuff is just it, it's really solid they've got a really good gluten-free amber ale um yeah I, I i highly recommend them if you haven't yeah um yeah no uh maybe in two years when everything opens back up i'll uh, uh that's true that's true <laughs> so, sorry i'm uh, such no. a buzzkill sometimes no i i <laughs> I know. I just think about the past like it's right here, you know? I know. <laughs> I miss going to the Rogue Rogue Public House. I miss going to... Oh, you know what I miss, man? Rogue Farms. Rogue like, Farms. That might actually be a good spot in the summer if you could distance out there. Yep. Uh, I miss... But anyway. I miss... What is that? The co- coffee place we used to meet for? And archive. Archive. I, I miss Archive. <sighs> hey, you know Oregon does to-go cocktails now? They do. Yes. Yeah, they uh, passed that in the emergency special session, uh, you know, when those people broke into our Capitol building while I was across the street at work. Yay. And, um, yeah, so you can go to Archive. You get to go cocktail. I don't know how much they cost, but this is something that uh, my wife and I have been considering because um, – we got a lot of uh, we got a bit sizable gift card at like McMinimins, you know, because yeah. we live right by uh, we live right by one. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking like we should get a good meal, we should get some to go cocktails, we should like treat ourselves, you yeah. know. Um, it'd be good to do with Archive because their <laughs> cocktails are they tops. are they are solid they are solid. Uh, anyway, uh, so one of the latest trends in beer has been pastry stouts has been very, very super thick and sweet stouts. Um, Stouts you can cut with a knife. Chocolate cake in stout form. Uh, The latest to uh, come to a Colorado brewery is the gluten-free Oreo being turned into a gluten-free stout. Holy crap, I need some of this. If it is not available for distribution in Oregon, some of my Colorado peeps... Look me up. I'll I'll pay you for it for shipping, uh, and I'll I'll buy it. I'll pay for it. I'll get me some of this because I think my wife needs to try this. Uh, anyway, Holiday Brewing Company out of Golden, Colorado, is making a 100% gluten-free stout, pastry stout made from gluten-free Oreo cookies. Um, heck yes, heck yes. It's a 6.8%, I think. Yeah, right down there. Oof. God, it looks good. So it's it's a lighter lighter ABV stout, um, but uh, 
Uh, it's made with uh, gluten-free Oreos, 65 packages, clocking in at 35 pounds of Oreos in a barrel. 35 pounds. So risking looking hopper. ignorant here. Uh, are, are Oreos <laughs> typically gluten-free no, anyway? No, they are not. No, uh, okay. no gluten-free Oreos came out, I want to say like eight or nine months ago. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. It, it, it's, okay. They're a fairly recent addition. Um, but uh, yeah, 35 pounds of gluten-free Oreos going into a single batch of beer. I'm all about that. That's, <laughs> hey, sign me up. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, let's see. And the tap room in New York becomes the first to offer autonomous contactless beer delivery via drone. Because, of course, it does. Um, so if you live in New York City, I'm assuming within a couple of miles probably of tap room, uh, then you might be able to be the recipient of up to 55 pounds or 36 beers uh, at a speed of 4.5 miles an hour via sidewalk drone. I thought we lost you for a second because you weren't moving like at all. Uh, no, you worried sorry. Me. I'm too engaged in chat. I know. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> so yeah, uh, little drones can carry up to 50 pounds or 36 cans and they will deliver it within, I think, I think it was two miles of home base. Uh, not that that's a huge radius, especially considering New York, but that's got to be good for something and someone. And someone's got to do it first. So why not tap room? Yeah, perfect. Eh, I get, you know, it's perfect for now. You know, I think we got to delay getting out of, you know, social distancing and isolation and stuff. Yeah. Just so we can have an excuse to have our beer delivered more often. Right. Sandy M has been a godsend to me during the pandemic. <laughs> have you been getting a lot of delivery from them? I've been getting a lot of delivery from Sandy M. Does delivery cost like a certain, like, if is you, it straight it, from the... It, it's straight from the brewery. And if you spend more than $40, delivery is free. Oh, perfect. Yeah. And you're even closer <laughs> to them than I am. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We used to go and eat there all the time when they had, you know, yeah. when they were catered and stuff, just because it was like, you can get there in less than, you know, five, 10 minutes at most. Right. And they were fantastic. I mean, their fish and chips are just godlike. Oh, it was the best. It was a sad day when their, uh, when their catering company that was next door, like when I got their own space, it was like, how yeah. dare you? But their food still held up afterwards. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love Sandy. I'm mm -hmm. probably the best brewery in town. I'm going to yeah, say it. I would they, second they that. Are. I yeah. would second yeah. that. I mean, there's a lot of good breweries, but. Um, I mean, there's also Vagabond. You can't, you can't cat out Vagabond, but I would say Sandy oh, M above. I'm not catting out anybody, you know? Hell, yeah. I'll even, I'll go to bat for Gilgamesh and all that, but Sandy M, man, it's just, they're making, I've, I feel like they got the most variety yeah. and they also have the most consistency and, um, and I think they have like some of the bolder beers. You they know? have some like, of the bolder beers, some of the more unique beers and, yeah. and definitely when you talk like special beers when you get into their like upper one percent crust oh, yeah. um they're they used exquisite. to do it they used to do a re a yearly rollout and i can't remember exactly what it is but it was called like sangre de cristo or whatever <laughs> around christmas it was like the blood of christ yeah you know and it was some super dark beer and i think like maybe it had red wine in it or something mm -hmm. like a small amount like my dad used to get uh, a bomber of that every single year because it uh, you know it costs a pretty penny but uh I haven't, God, I hadn't had that 
probably in two years or something like that. But man, it was good stuff. Uh, Monarch wants to know, bang for the buck PC around 750 bucks. Uh, devote $600 for a graphics card and find the rest used on eBay. Because that's about all you're going to get right now. The market is in a sad state of affairs, which is why not a lot of the tech community is talking about graphics cards or PC builds right now. Uh, it's because, at, at least on my channel, I feel it's very disingenuous to be building something when no one else can build it. And I can't even get the parts in either. Um, I did do a review of the 6800 uh, Nitro Plus lately. Fantastic card, but I also brought up in the review, no one can buy this card. It, it performs great, but even I have to send it back. That was a loaner to review for me. <laughs> <laughs> so no one's getting graphics cards right now. Um, at least no one with good enough numbers where it really matters. So yeah, it sucks. In India is in India is suck, bro. Yeah, no, I, I fully agree. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Hey, SPX is here. Made it again. Howdy, buddy. No, eBay, not not in India. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, eBay sucks too. eBay sucks in general because it's supply and demand. As, as yeah. demand has gone up for graphics cards and people have gone, you know, well, I need to upgrade my graphics card. The level of graphics card that they're trying to buy on eBay has been slowly climbing up and up. And it was getting pretty close to, you could buy like a GTX 1070 for under $150 and a GTX 1080 for like 200 which were phenomenal deals, bang to buck. Uh, but all of a sudden, 1080s are back to like $400 because they're some of the best graphics cards you can get a hold of right now. And it's still less than you paid at retail Yeah, almost five years ago. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Might need to find a deal on old stock, pre-built or refurb. Pre-built is a pretty solid way to go. In fact, pre-built might be the way I recommend. Um, but even then, prices are, are a little little extreme. Uh, you're, you're paying more for the assembly and delivery than you are in PC parts. Um, especially if you order from someone like Dell or, you know, and they tack on warranties as, you know, Linus so, uh, so greatly found out. Um... Probably if you want to buy a system for 750 bucks, you probably need to start looking at pre-builds right now and just settle with the fact that you're probably going to want to upgrade it later. Um, <laughs> because that's really the only way to buy GPUs at the moment. Sorry. Uh, let's get into some hardware, but not quite hardware news. Uh, we'll call it peripheral news, but it's from NVIDIA, so it's good, right? Um, NVIDIA oh, yeah. is coming out with a new type of controller, and I, for one, am pretty darn stoked about it. Are you, though? Oh, be oh yeah, sorry, I wasn't looking I at you. I am pretty darn stoked about it. <laughs> I was like, yes, you're a I man. am. <laughs> um, so, for those who didn't catch the reference, uh, NVIDIA is coming out with a brand new controller. It looks kind of standard from from certain angles, but it has a unique replacement of one particular device. And that is the right joystick is being replaced with a trackball. I, for one, welcome our new first person shooter overlord. I don't see that being any more effective than a thumbstick. 
Um, it's the precise start and stop movement. Um, I play first person shooters with my trackball. Uh-huh. I do. Okay. And don't laugh. I'm uh, not laughing. <laughs> and and when I think about what you can do with a trackball, this excites me. But when I'm looking at this image, and it's just a mock-up image on here, mm -hmm. as far as I can tell, like right. that's like not a trackball. That's a trackball. It, it's a trackball. It's a thumb. It's a thumb-driven trackball. I don't see how that's going to be any more effective than a than a thumbstick. In fact, I see it being worse. You know, there's a reason thumbsticks have these rubbery grips on them and stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Tell you what, when it comes in, we'll throw down. Oh. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how it goes. Hey, you're welcome to come join our, our uh, game nights any Tuesday, my friend. I, I've been trying to. I've been uh, <laughs> unfortunately working a lot lately and trying to get back into... Uh, the last month or so has been rough with trying to get through the holidays and then yeah. uh, my daughter's birthdays in January and and whatnot. And so there's been a lot of like side and family events that have just Take taken so much time and uh, brain and power. We've been going through some stuff here as well. And then yesterday I was all set to get stuff done. And yesterday was my day to run errands. And of course we got a snowstorm and I live in the hills. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, I tried to leave my house at around 1.30 in the afternoon. And there's a very large intersection by my house. It's a, it's a main thoroughfare. Yeah, somebody died there. Yeah. That? yeah. It was like a city council person. Yeah. Um, that was actually, yeah, just south uh, yeah. of me. But yeah. Um, uh, but no, uh, so the main intersection by my place, the roads were closed one quarter mile in all four directions from that intersection yesterday because all the roads go up like this. Yeah. And so no one could get through. There were three accidents just in like a quarter mile stretch. Um, so I, I went three different directions and then turned around to go the last direction and there was already a road close line uh, in front of it. It's like, yeah, I'm not going shopping today. <laughs> well, and where we're at, you know, it's like we don't get any real attention from the city all that much. And so it's right. like, yeah, I had something delivered today and the poor lady gets out of her car and, you know, my even today, like they're just snow and ice everywhere yeah and i went out there to go and get it from her so she didn't have to like walk up my driveway or anything which i tried to clear but yeah she's like oh thanks like yours is the only place i've seen snow all day today i was like oh <laughs> sorry yeah. yeah like we're just like right in the shadow all this crazy you, stuff you're in the shadow plus you've got really tall trees all around you and everything yeah, else yeah. um yeah we're we're up in the hills away uh, a ways and uh there so you go up the hill and then there's like this depression and we're kind yeah. of like right in the middle of this depression and so you have to go up two or three hundred feet and then down another hundred feet and you finally get to us but the problem is i live in a bowl yeah <laughs> and, yeah and so yesterday and and we have some steep grades around here yeah uh, well even like you know right out in front of your place like on the cul-de-sac or whatever it's yeah. like it's like oof Oh, that's a steep hill right there. There's a cul-de-sac around the corner from me that that's a legit like one-to-one -one grade. <laughs> it seems. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. No, it's it's crazy. Uh, so I I drove a quarter mile in two different directions, and there were seventy cars that were piled up and and stacked along the side of the road. And uh, along one of the roads that I was coming down, you could see where people had been playing bumper cars off both sides. Oof. And yeah, it was. Yeah, people <laughs> it was something you know, else. 
Uh, and people people outside of Oregon are laughing at us. But, you know, we just don't get snow ever. So a lot of people just don't know how to drive in it either, you know. so There was some of that. There was a BMW 3 Series that didn't have a, a, a mode less than three-quarter throttle or three-quarter brake. So it's just... <laughs> just spinning tires the whole time. The, the garbage truck came up to my house yesterday while it was snowing. And he pulls up, like... 10 feet in front of the garbage can and slides back down to the garbage can. I was impressed with his accuracy. Yeah. Like I was just watching Nailed him do it. that. He gets right at the can and grabs it with the arm and puts it in. I was like, how did he know how far to pull up ahead? That's on that impressive. <laughs> that, that's when you're standing at the kitchen window with a coffee and going, yo, respect, man. Yeah, for real. I was just like, dude, that was, it made me laugh a little bit because I was like, oh, man, he's – He's sliding. You know, I saw him going up the hill. I was like, oh, he's done. He's just going to go out of here because there's no way. But he stopped, slid back down, got it. Dang. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. I'm going to flip the order of the next two stories. We're going to do the, the remake first and then the new game next. Um, so uh, so John posted this story, and uh, it is The Ocarina of Time has been remade in Unreal Engine, and it's painfully beautiful. Yeah. I will say the renderings are phenomenal. I downloaded it, and I'm not here to poo-poo on the maker. I'm here to poo-poo a little bit on uh, gamingbible.co.uk for <laughs> way over-sensationalizing this, this headline. Ocarina of Time has not been remade. You can walk around it as, as Child Link. You have a Deco Shield, and you have a Hero Sword on your back. Uh, you can't use them. You can run, <laughs> and you can tumble. Um, if you walk into water, you clip straight through it. And in some cases you clip straight through the ground. Um, there is no interaction with anything within the world. It looks really great, but, but a remake of the Ocarina of Time, it is not. Um, yeah. like I said, not, not to, to poo poo on, uh, uh, Yanni, I, I believe his name is, or Yanni, however you say that, um, because the rendering and and the the detail in the animation or the detail in the in the artwork is fantastic like he put some time into this thing yeah but to come out and say ocarina of time has been remade well they kind of remade castle town and you can kind of see like the horizon but tech demo at very best as as andrew puts it yes no that's the perfect word for yeah. it is tech demo and not even like gaming tech demo like decent graphics tech tech demo well and not you know looking at the even the images right on the top there it's like yeah okay what is that the temple of time, temple or of time like, in front, that yeah. looks fantastic but right? then the picture on the right like doesn't look like anything special there there was entirely too much motion blur that was not configurable at all there's no menus there's no anything else you open it up and it just goes full screen to your desktop well, um, that's because a person's making a tech demo. Right, because they're making a tech <laughs> demo inside of Unreal. And, and uh, like, it's I mean, pretty. To, it's pretty, but I don't know that what this deserved these... an article that said, Ocarina of no. Time's been remade. But I don't know about you, but that link actually just keeps that link. Um, the URL uh, keeps <laughs> <laughs> just scrolling down. And it's like the next headline is The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask Unreal Engine 4 remake looks unbelievable. And it's like, yeah, those screenshots look amazing. But yeah. and then you keep and going. Anyone and can it's model. Like, 
Metal Gear Solid has been remade in Unreal Engine 4, and it's stunning. And then you keep going, and it's literally just nonstop, like, this has been remade in Unreal Engine 4, and it is blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, okay, we get it. Unfortunately, that's not the truth. I mean, and this is a problem, you know? Look, I'm a big fan of the modding community and things like this, especially right. for, uh, you know, Elder Scrolls in particular. And, like, they're always talking about reskinning the the old games with the new engines or whatever, blah, 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 blah. It's, it's like, it's always kind of a pseudo-pipe dream. In Tell a way. me you it's don't like... have Sky Oblivion downloaded. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm more into... <laughs> I, I've played all of them. I... I mean, when more oblivion was a thing, like I remember being floored, but it's like it really never got out of like tech demo phase. And right. Skywind is Skywind is actually much more playable than yeah. a lot of other stuff. And who knows where more oblivion is at this point, but or or, or Sky Oblivion or whatever. Like I only play the Morrowind themed ones, sorry, but uh, <laughs> um, but you know I, I, that's kind of the way it always goes. Yeah, and I'm not saying it's wrong. Like I think it's a really cool way for people to flex their um their chops in right. unreal and 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 with their uh 3d graphic work and things like this but right and like i know, said kind of for, for like a resume for like a model making position or something like that yeah. incredible demo very well done and <laughs> like we've and, been and it and it was great work uh yeah. but again my problem was more with the headline less with the maker oh 100 so, yeah, yeah yeah and they got just a list of headlines like that yeah you know but we've been playing uh like uh halo master chief collection for our game nights and stuff and mm -hmm. i went back through and played halo combat evolved because they have it you know uh, reskinned and um it's really awesome like the new hd skins like look fantastic but it's still the same old game and you know it's kind of fun because you can sort of on and off the skins at, at will you know, RTX on, RTX off, if you will, in a way. And um, it's like, I almost prefer playing it in the old-fashioned way because yeah. when you play in the reskin version, you can just tell that it's just reskin. I don't know. There's nothing super special about it. So, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, a lot of the, the fan remake games, I mean, there's been a couple pretty darn good ones. Oh, yeah, for sure. But... For the most part, they end up being glorified tech demos or reskins with yeah. broken mechanics. Yeah. And this is one of them. I mean, Final Fantasy VII was a remake because <laughs> you had the AAA studio behind it uh, with the man hours to tend to every single detail. Right. I'm still uh, waiting for that Final Fantasy VI remake. Like, that's the one that needs remade. If anything yeah. does, that story needs to be redone. I would do that. And, you know, same thing. I was thinking about Chrono Trigger the other day, too. Like, you know, Chrono Trigger, man, like what a masterpiece of storytelling, like from start to finish in such a wonky way as only that era could do. By the way, I, I already opened a nut my next one, too. <laughs> uh, speaking of local breweries, we got yeah. Chicha Brewing. Um, they are our local, you know, Mexican style brewery. Mm hmm. Um, and this is essentially, it's just a Mexican style lager. It's, it's brewed with corn, but they call it chela, which is, I guess it's uh, Mexican slang, you know, for like a, a session beer or something like that. Um, it's really good, man. You can taste like toasted corn in it when you're drinking it. Like I got it when I, I got some, uh, some pork belly tacos from them. Uh, I bought a four pack and, uh, 
man, it paired perfectly with a little bit of spicy pork belly tacos. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah, Andrew says uh, Chrono Trigger was ported to Android. Yeah, port- Chrono Trigger, uh, the Final Fantasy IV remake, which was the full 3D and voice acted remake, which was a pretty darn good game if you haven't played it, um, as well as Final Fantasy VI have all been ported over to Android. However, Final Fantasy VI was just an embarrassing remake. Uh, it was basically putting an, an HQX2 filter on top of the original Final Fantasy, uh, but doing it like in the worst possible way where ever all the graphics were like fuzzy and undefined uh, <clears throat> and calling it a remake or a remaster. Uh, I mean, it was, I mean, it looks good, but it's certainly not a remake. Uh, (laughs) Like there was no new art. There was no, no retouched anything. It literally looked like a filter um, with quasi widescreen support. Like they went from five by three to, or five by four to four by three and and then called it widescreen support. It's kind of a bummer. Yep. But you know, almost like the worst thing they could do is go for a real remake of six. Yep. Oof. So my next beer is Ex Novo Sons of Scotland. Uh, it is a Scotch ale, obviously. Uh, 7.8%. Uh, and I think that's about all I can tell you about it. Yep. There's no bad beers from Ex Novo. So. No. I've been jamming on a lot of their stuff lately, too. Yeah, I was thinking about picking up some last time I was at the store, but um, have you tried the the, the uh, triple down economics? It it's just the ones and zeros on the can. Looks triple like a down. <laughs> that is a GD's name. I have. Isn't had it great? That. <laughs> uh, that to me is like uh, Ninkasi Megalodon. Like it's it's mm-hmm. like that quality of triple IPA. It's ten percent. It's just solid. And I think it was like eleven bucks for a four pack. Nice. So, That's good. That's solid. Yeah. Oof. Mouth is watering. Hmm. Okay. I think I'm going to reserve judgment on this one just yet. I think I want to take a couple more drinks of it. Um, it's got a little bit of like a caramely flavor, which is definitely not bad. And it's kind of what I expect from a Scotch ale. Um, I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> well, it looks tasty. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's all that matters. Uh, Craft Computing cover story of Game Stonks. Um, I'm staying away from Game Stonks. I'm I'm not a portfolio manager or a, a stocks investor. I'm not a day trader. I I don't even pretend to be one on the internet. Um. I'm not going to try to sit here and speak intelligently about anything that they're doing, but I, but I freaking love reading about it. <laughs> yeah, me too. There's a lot of really good, well, well, cause the subreddit's <laughs> gone now. There's a lot of really good write-ups you can find on Twitter and stuff. If anybody's mm-hmm. interested, I, you know, I couldn't, I yeah. couldn't really grasp my head around it either until somebody wrote it out, you know, explain it like I'm five style. So yep. I'm yeah. enjoying the chaos. Yeah. The, the, the quotes that I loved seeing were, uh, uh, for years, uh, you know, Harvard-educated businessmen have told us that they need to manage our stocks because uh, because they're educated to do so. And all of a sudden, a thousand nerds on Reddit are <laughs> proving them wrong and, and crap like that or breaking the whole system. Oh, yeah. It's not the way it's supposed to work. 
Well, it's yeah. There's a lot of funniness going into it. It'll see. It'll be interesting to see how uh, the politics of it all plays out. Because yeah. you know, there's talking that they're going to legislate, uh, legislate their way out of this problem. It's like, oh man. So okay, oh, the market this... really isn't free. Right. <laughs> it's it's yeah. just for a select. Just for a select few, right? Yeah. The uh, yeah the all the stockbrokers uh, who have been treating the stock market like a, like their own personal casino for generations are now getting mad that Reddit is treating the stock market like their own private casino. <laughs> well, that's what's really funny about, like, you look at, um, I think it was somebody, I don't know, somebody's college, uh, you know, what I'm going to try, free college plan or whatever involved mm -hmm. taxing, you know, Wall Street short bets mm -hmm. and things like this. And I was like, that's crazy. And it's like, when you broke it down, it was like a hundredth of a penny, like per transaction. And it could make college free for everybody. Yeah. And like, here they are like getting trolled by Reddit. And now they're asking for like a bailout because this, this hedge fund lost $13 billion or is losing $13 billion. Yeah. And because, it's like, they, because they short bet the stock and all of a sudden they're, you're on the hook for a short stock. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like we could be taxing those transactions and it's like negligent amount of money per transaction. No, AOC said that. Yeah, no, that, that was on AOC's Twitter, the, the casino reference. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, it's just, it's just crazy. I'm, I'm no expert, but it's just seeing it unfold on Twitter and Reddit has been a freaking wild ride. Yep. No. And, uh, I don't want to get off. It's been great. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'll say. <laughs> As uh, like a spectator, it's just like, yeah, you, you can't look away. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, uh, something we can genuinely get excited about is there's a new Knights of the Old Republic game supposedly in development, quote, outside of EA, end quote. Uh, whether that means Bioware, whether that means going back to Obsidian, those are both certainly on the table. And uh, either way, I think hopefully we'll all win in this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, number one, it, it says that EA's exclusivity contract for Star Wars games has come to an end uh, because that was, let's just be honest, that was an awful deal. I, I, I think more than anything else, EA kind of got lucky with, uh, gosh, what is even the name of the game? I don't remember because I didn't buy it. Um, La uh, Fallen Order Fallen or whatever? Fallen Order, yeah. You know, I haven't it, played it yet, but people rave about it. They rave about it. I will say I watched some gameplay videos of it. It was clunky. It it looked like a very low effort platformer uh, to me. I've been told that the clunkiness is easy to get past. I, I'm not defending <sighs> EA. Jesus, look at me. I'm not this person. Yeah. But to give you to give you an idea, so you know Taylor from Game Devs Quest. Yeah. He is not a person who plays games, let alone. EA title, Star Wars title. He doesn't care. But somebody gives him this game and he played it and he he like texts me. He's like, hey, you know, you would actually probably really like this game. I was like, but wow. you know what I think about all this? And he goes, yeah, I think like the game could overcome that for you. I was like, oh, interesting. Wow. I haven't played it yet though. So, like, so what you know, I will don't say, me yet. what I will say, massive fan of Skyrim. Terrible animations. Like Skyrim's a clunky game. Let's Let's not cut it any slack here. Skyrim functionally is a clunky game. It's okay. also a hell of a game that can sink you in. And and you don't care about the clunkiness because 
the environment, the storytelling, the the things music. that the music, the mood, everything about it, the the character customization, the leveling, the the skill trees, they make you not care that your character has two modes of walk and your feet don't actually move underneath you at the right speed compared to the speed that you're traveling across the ground. Yeah, you know, and there's no athletic skill to make you run faster or slower because, you know, right. <laughs> it's a game catered for the masses. I mean, not people who want to play an immersive RPG. No. Right. But, but, so, and to that end, Elder Scrolls games inherently are fairly clunky games from a gameplay perspective. Yes. But, but they are engaging as hell. So yes. I'm not saying I can't be swayed by, you know, a, a thralling storyline. The first Mass Effect was not the smoothest of gameplays. Uh, KOTOR, uh, with its kind of turn-based combat, was not necessarily the smoothest of animations, but it told one heck of a story with fantastic voice acting. Um, and, and so I could probably be swayed with the right story under the right circumstances, but all I know is what I knew about EA and what I knew about a lot of the shovelware games that they try to put out and claim it's something new, a la Call of Duty, a la this and that. They're not built for gameplay. They're built for the lowest effort mass appeal they can possibly get. And that was my problem. And so and again, just that's... out of that mindset and maybe what happens and maybe I'm no 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 you're not wrong that's what happens when the bean counters take over how long has ea been in business no i'm never gonna let accountants off the hook because they have i'm just laughing that you use bean counter for a seventh time today i'm sure it's more than that i'm sure it's more (laughs) like you said it before the show (laughs) i I did did. (laughs) we weren't even talking counting beans I just mentioned I had chili for dinner, and he goes, oh, the bean counters are at it again. Oh, God, this dang bean counters. Dang bean counters. How many beans Uh, were in that chili? I think I need to count them. There is a lot of jokes to be had there, too, like cat's feet, like their little toes look like beans, you Mm -hmm. know? I don't know. I'll workshop that later. (laughs) Farva beans. Um but yeah, anyway, the whole point of that is that the, it's the accountants, it's the shareholders that have really, really like kind of ruined like AAA game, not ruined. I, I, I don't want to be that person that says like there's no market. There's or, no art in it anymore. Right. Because right. that's not true, it's man. Not true. Like, you know, this has been the story about about cyberpunk. You know, they're trying to point. It's like, well, this is what happens when you corporatize the 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 art thing and yeah it's like okay sure what's funny is the entire plot line of cyberpunk is this is the corporatizing of the world and trying to escape it yeah that's hilarious (laughs) yeah you know there's some meta commentary apparently but it's like man the same thing can be said about movies you know once upon a time you had constraints and you had all this and that and 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 people complain incessantly now about movies they're like you've seen one avengers movie you've seen them all and it's like okay first of all shut your mouth they're all great uh they are all pretty good exactly you're not watching it because it's high art you're not watching oh avengers i'm watching it because i want to buckle up for two hours and enjoy the damn ride 
Yeah, man. Right. Like you telling me that you don't clench a little bit when Thor comes blasting out of the Bifrost right. with his freaking new hammer, and then he's bring me Thanos. Oh, like come on, that's epic. And you only good. get that with the amount of money Disney infused into Marvel. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so, so, small side story to to Avengers Endgame. Uh, I I've only watched Endgame one time. And I watched it without audio on an American Airlines flight on my, <laughs> that was three hours delayed on my way back from Dallas, Texas on a direct flight. So it's a five hour flight. Um, and, and I was so pissed off that I didn't want to buy the headphones because of course you have to buy the damn headphones on an American Airlines flight. It's not just plug in your own. Um, and, uh, and so I watched it on the next person's headset in yeah. front of me yeah. and I also had the window seat as someone who's six foot five and American Airlines does not build chairs for anyone above five foot two. And, and so my knees were digging into the seat in front of me. Plus the guy in front of me was reclined, even though I asked him very nicely, like, dude, I'm six, five. I'm already strapped in here within an inch of my life. Could I please just have a little leg room? But I want to lay back. Yeah. Well, I want to live. And Plus the laying back doesn't even do anything. It's like you get what, like you get an extra like, three inches. But you know what? I needed those three inches. Yeah. And 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 whatnot. So I'm jammed in the 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 side of the airplane is like here. And so I'm in the side of the seat and I'm just pissed off at American Airlines for delaying my flight for three hours. And and like hell am I gonna spend nine dollars on a pair of headphones so I can watch a movie that I really don't care about? And so I watched Avengers Endgame like this, couldn't move for five hours <laughs> in between watching shots of like this docudrama on another person's headset and someone else had like this uh romantic slash thriller movie where it was like he loves me but he's trying to kill me <laughs> you know it's so i was just going you, back and forth the whole it, time it sucks that you had that experience because like i find an airplane to be like one of the most magical places to watch a movie i hate flying <laughs> god i hate flying yeah, I mean, look, I'm not like the shortest person ever, but uh, I don't know. I have a certain stoicism about flying that I think uh, yeah. lends me a, a little bit of spiritual strength in those moments. Yeah, no, you've flown a lot more than I have, but I hate flying. Um, I hate flying to the point where I'm not even planning on flying this year. And and I bought two different HMDs to test out because I hate airplanes so much. And I'd rather, if I'm going to be cramped and whatnot, yeah. I'd rather be claustrophobic and closed off to the world yeah. than have to endure a four-hour flight. Yeah. And and so, like, like gaming mobile, like with your own enclosed environment on a plane is like, yeah, I have to have it. I want it. And yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but. That is why I will always fly Alaskan Airlines if, whenever possible. Hashtag not sponsored, although you can totally sponsor the hell out of me because I will pimp you till the day I die. Um, Wouldn't that be great if Craft Computing could just go to all these shows? Could in just the future be sponsored by Alaskan Airlines. That'd be great. Right. I don't need to go anywhere they don't carry. <laughs> why would I? Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, I, I book Alaskan Airlines whenever possible, even for more money, even at inconvenient times, because they're the only people that I have enough legroom to sit on a plane comfortably for more than an hour in. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've taken Cessnas that were roomier than American Airlines. Yeah. 
Well, you know, and that's the thing, you know, I've, I might have flown more than you, but when you're flying like transcontinental, like the planes are also a little bit bigger, like you have more right. space, right. I think, because it's like, I, you know, I fly to like, you know, Florida or, or I don't know, wherever, <laughs> or like think about when we flew to Vegas, you, you're crammed in there like sardines. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. Like every inch is a dollar to these people. I, I will and... say five out of six flights from Vegas, I have had an empty row. It's incredible. Yeah, I did too. So I can't complain Wasn't that about awesome? that. Yeah, it was glorious. So <laughs> that picture just came up the other day for me. I was noticed. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, there and back. Uh, my first year, I had my own row. I had the row to myself. Uh, with Rhett, there and back, we had rows to ourselves. It wasn't just yeah. like me and Rhett on a three-seater. No, it was me and Rhett on a six-seater. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it, it was, was glorious. great. Uh, my both backpack ways. had its... I lost my water bottle there. Yeah, that that's flight, right. Which was I, I had for like 10 years. But, you know, hey, now I got a... Got a new one. Yep. So what are, what are you gonna do? There you go. And then uh, then one of the two flights with Steve, uh, we uh, I think I had a two to a three seater, and I had the aisle seat, and the dude was stuck in the window, and it's like, okay, I'm I can jam with that. And uh, the way back, we were crammed in like sardines. It was a terrible flight. Um, yeah. But uh, but no, that's 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 my airplane experience. I'm six foot five. I'm over two hundred pounds. Airplanes are not pleasant to me. <laughs> yeah. You know, all that to say that, you know, that's exactly what AAA gaming is like. <laughs> flying American Airlines. Yeah, EA uh, is like flying American Airlines. There you go. Yeah, exactly. So They don't care if they please you as long as you get on the damn plane. Right. It's not about the one pleased customer. It's about how many customers. American Airlines, total. we care about your 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 comfort and safety. No, you don't. <laughs> American Airlines, we care about your wallet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to sit here and, and I haven't played Fallen Order. I'm to deploy not the fan. emergency slide, please swipe your credit card at the door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's really good. Um, I'm sorry, you didn't pay extra to not land in water. <laughs> To depart the aircraft, please swipe your credit card. What again? First headphones and now this? If you do not swipe your credit card to depart, you will be charged for the next flight. I'm just putting on a parachute. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make it. Anyway, um, let's get to say, into it. So it's it's almost 90 minutes in. Okay, you got one more? I was I was gonna say all that to say I'm excited about a new Kotor game not being EA. Yes. I hope that they drop this exclusivity with EA and they open it up because the best Star Wars games were always the little guys. Yes. I mean, Bioware I guess wasn't that little, but right. you know, I mean, that's why you get gems like Star Wars Episode One Racer, right? Because yeah. it's like you, you're not having EA making your games because if EA was making your games, what would that game have been? It would have right. been nothing. Yeah, you know what? I still play KOTOR and I still play Episode One Racer pretty regularly, especially now that they're both on good old games. Right, uh, man. Yeah. You know what I'm not replaying? Battlefront. Battlefront 2. Although Battlefront oh, 2 was way, free on Epic. So did you get that? Don't even own them. Nope. No. I was going to try Battlefront 2. It was free. Nope. We'll see. After I saw Darth Vader in tank mode... For the low, low price of uh, seventy two ninety nine, I went. Nope, not gonna try oh. it. 
I don't even care that there's a single player campaign. Not my jam. Yeah. It could be I don't the blame best you. single player game ever. Well, let's just say I will buy any Rockstar game day one. Because the single player campaign is going to be insane. Oh yeah. I'm really ticked off though that we're no longer getting single player DLC. Because Liberty City Stories and Ballad of Gay Tony were incredible. You know, the Lost and the Damned and Ballad of yeah. Gay Tony for, for GTA 4. Um, and they promised us GTA 5 single-player campaigns. But instead, we get GTA 5 launched on four separate platforms uh, with chart cards. Yeah. Yay! Yeah. I'll still buy the game, but I'm not spending a penny on multiplayer, nor am I even going to log into the server. I'm just going to play the single-player game. Well, it's kind of the bummer, too, with Red Dead Redemption is it shows you where their intentions are, that they launch Red Dead Online for $5. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, okay, I guess this is where they're going. They're trying to trap as many players as possible. I mean, you know, and that's and fine. And then no I one mean, wanted the... to play Red Dead Online. Right, yeah. Oh, well, imagine that. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Yeah. You lower the barrier they of saw entry. you coming from a mile away. Yeah. 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 I mean, you lower the barrier of entry like that. Like, it's going to change what your dedicated players think. So. Right. Exactly. And anyway. All right. Um, so at this point, we are 90 minutes in. We have 30 minutes left. Um, it's time to put the kids to bed. Uh, right. We are going to be fairly sensitive about language and content in this section, but we do deal with adult themes. We'll say that much. Okay. Uh, so we'll, we'll try to keep the innuendos to a minimum, although yeah. I'm sure a couple of jokes will slip through because that's just who I am. And I guess that serves as like a mild content warning for anybody who's uncomfortable with this too. So it, it's a content you, warning for some uh, adult explicit content. How's that? We're, we're gonna we're gonna be tasteful the best way that we know. The how. best that we can, but we are talking about adult content here. So, all right, kids in bed, beers at the ready. All right, here we go. By the way, fantastic uh, Dairy Queen Blazers glass. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it came from my brother-in-law's collection. He brought it one time to drink rum and cokes out of for uh, one of our old school podcasts, and he never took it home. So it's mine now. Skull says disable holodeck safety parameters. <laughs> no, I think this is more of a disable inertial dampers. Because <laughs> the ship's going to be rocking. Don't come a knocking. <laughs> oh no, the dad jokes have started. We haven't even read the headline yet. <laughs> Count it. <laughs> the Geek Club, uh, $20 donation. Thank you so much, man, uh, for some more good beer. Oh, I'm going to invest for next week just for you. Time Dude, to enter you. the That's... Craft Computing Hollow Suite. <laughs> oh, the Hollow Suite. Yeah. Dad jokes part two. Oh, the dad jokes never stop. No. Get to know it all. <laughs> all right. Let's get into it. So uh, we mentioned Cyberpunk very briefly in the last story about being maybe a little bit glitchy, but still engaging gameplay and something that a game that I've enjoyed the hell out of. Um, so cleverly disguised as a responsible adult. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, so CD Projekt Red is in the news again. Uh, this is as just of nine hours ago, this is a very recent story, that CD Projekt Red has requested uh, Nexus game mods to remove a mod in which the players could have sexual relations with the co-star of the game, Johnny Silverhand, a.k.a. Keanu Reeves. 
Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get the joke out of the way first. Well, who wouldn't want that? Like even I wouldn't balk at that. But this brings up some pretty interesting questions. Um, so first I'm gonna read a little bit of CD Projekt Red's statement. Um, our most important rule regarding user-generated content, game mods in particular, is that it can't be harmful towards others. In the case of model swaps, especially those that involve explicit situations, it can be perceived as such by people who lent us their appearance for the purpose of creating characters in Cyberpunk 2077. Um, that CD Projekt Red obviously wants to do no harm to the relationship with Keanu Reeves, as they may use his character model again. They may want... Uh, him to provide more voice acting for future DLC, etc., uh, etc. Et and Keanu Reeves is not the only one to give his likeness to CD Projekt Red for Cyberpunk 2077. There is Hideo Kojima. It has a has a uh, has a cameo in there. There's a number of other both celebrities and non-celebrities alike that have characters within the game. Um, I think it was uh, Alana has has a a scanned character in the game. There's uh, gosh, who else? I, I'm drawing a blank on someone else. But there's a number of people, both big and small, well known and not all that well known, that have scanned characters within the game. And what does a mod like this say about the modder, about the community as a whole? What are the ethical ramifications of a mod like this where you're swapping out a character so you can you know I'll I'll let the YouTube thumbnail do the the talking for me there um but <laughs> there's some interesting questions to be raised here um yeah yeah uh I guess Rhett do you have any thoughts to start us off with it's a tough nut to crack <laughs> because you know, I think they they really kind of nail on the heart of the issue <laughs> with the idea of like you know. You got any more puns in you? I, I I'm sure I can come up with some, but the uh, I think the key thing is like you know how would we feel? It, they they really focus on counter reefs, but obviously yeah. it's hard for me because the issue at hand is sort of twofold, right? It's like yes. the issue of like doing harm to somebody potentially and, and modding. And on one hand, I don't think that like mods should be inhibited in any way. I think that like, that's the joy of like PC gaming in many ways. And like what really has pushed like PC gaming culture apart and separate from, you know, other gaming culture is the ability to like, you know, mod your games. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it has been that way since day one. Right. On the other hand, it's like, if I were to find out that like Keanu Reeves was like super uncomfortable with that, like I would feel pretty crappy about putting my seal of approval on this mod. Right. You know, and not to say that like, you know, it's wrong or right. I'm not sure. And not to say exactly. that CD Projekt Red is saying you know, it's, that it's wrong, wrong or right. right. Yeah. Uh, and not to say that by, you know, because he's a celebrity and because he is presenting or, you know, because he likened himself in a virtual world, 
that we now have the right to put him in a sexual situation, which he didn't sign up for. Right. That feels wrong. I mean, in a weird way, like this is sort of like the the weird thing that like we've seen about how like deep fakes is exploited. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like on one hand, like, you know, we might watch like movie stars, actors and actresses like engage in scenes in a certain way on TV because they lack a certain like cultural or like social power. But like, you know, I think about like, like, um, uh, what's her name from Game of Thrones? Uh, Tar Daenerys Targaryen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, name, but anyway. uh, Amelia Clark. Emily Amelia Clark. Clark thank yeah. you. So like in season one, like she does topless scenes. Right. And they're all tasteful and things like that. But like as soon as she signed up for season two, she had all the power to say like, I'm not doing that again. Mm hmm. At least that's if I have my story right, and and so that's why you don't really ever see another topless scene with Amelia Clark because mm -hmm. she held all the cards, and and it's like she doesn't want to be in that situation. She shouldn't have to be. Right. And so imagine being an actor or an actress, and you go and do mocap, and you lend your likeness to all this, and they like you are taken advantage of by the fans. It's and right. It's a hard one for me because again, I don't want to stand in the way of modding. And that mod's going to exist probably one way or the other. You know, that's rule 34 of the internet in many ways. The, the mod exists yeah. and, and, and whatnot. And, and let's, let's change the script ever so slightly. This mod is about, is about Keanu Reeves. What if this mod, yeah. And, and specifically CD Projekt Red is going to bat for Keanu Reeves saying, we want you to take this down. We, we believe that this may damage our, our relationship with Keanu. And he did not submit to have himself be presented in this way. Yeah. Um, what if this mod, let's just take the other, you know, person that I know granted their likeness to CD Projekt Red, and that is Alana Charizard. Yeah. Uh, and, and and she has a, a character in the game that has a bit part. And would we be having the same conversation if it was a woman in that position? Right. You know, and that's exactly what I keep coming back to. It's like, you know, if because you want to be... I'll, I'll even say, you and I started off this segment making jokes ab about Keanu right. and, and things like that. Um, and and I feel like I could, but at the same time, I feel like if this, this mod was about Alana going after Nexus mods, that there'd be people... We'd have a lot more seriousness to it, probably. Yeah, yeah. And and this this train runs both ways for for yeah. men and women, you know, irrespective of of their their lot in life and and their notoriety. And that and that's what really brings me back to the idea. And it's like, yeah, you know, it's it, it might be about counter Reeves and things like that, but how you know it's most often maybe not most often that's really disingenuous to say but it, it's like i would not feel good about seeing a, a, a woman exploited in this way right i wouldn't condone it and it doesn't change the circumstances just because it's a male and like yeah keanu reeves is like an extraordinarily like chill person like his reputation is such but uh you know at the same time like if keanu reeves went on twitter tomorrow and he said guys like let's do it like that's such a right. cool mod like right dude more power to every single person out there it's just tough for me because like you know this person did do acting it's not like he just took a photo of his face and they like rendered right their face like they acted right you know you could see your career in hollywood torn asunder by doing 
the wrong adult scene or adult film or something like that. Like what's mm-hmm. to say it couldn't happen the same way this is part of the problem of the ever evolving technological issues of the 21st century. You know, like I said, with deep fakes and stuff like, you know, I, I, you're going to have your likeness being used in ways that you don't agree with. If you become a public figure. Right. Um, and Keanu Reeves certainly is a public figure. That being said, you know, I, I, I do feel like the mod, the intentions are like perhaps relatively harmless. Like I can't speak for the modder. I, I, There's I can sort of see why. A, a lot of the, the sexual mods or the sexual scenes inside of cyberpunk um, are what I would consider PG-13. They're right. fairly tame. Sometimes there's a topless woman. Sometimes right. there's a topless man. There, there's not much more than that other than impl- implication. Um, and so in that regard, this mod feels tame for, right. for what it could be. Well, and, even, and the article does even say it's like what you see running this mod is like kind of. The video you know, is on YouTube and it has not been pulled down. How's right. that? There you go. Yeah, that's a great um, way of putting it. So I mean, it, it's it's kind of silly in nature because the figures are clothed, or at least you know Keanu Reeves would be, mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't even feature his voice. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it has the sex bots voice. Yeah. Still, um, which I think keeps it one layer. You know, uh, one layer obfuscated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, which I think sets it up to be, again, I don't know. It's such a weird place to be because, because it's like that layer does add a level of like, okay, like where are we at with this whole thing? You know, mm-hmm. these are just the realities of 21st century computer gaming and 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 mm-hmm. acting and public figuring and things like that. But, but then again, it's like you you make these exceptions, and where's the next? where's the next iteration come in? You know, somebody's going to make a mod of this mod where that's not the case, where they do bring in Johnny's voice. So someone, someone just made a comment and I'm going to make them own it. So Brian Fober says, funny how they are complaining about how they had dildos all over the game or how funny how they are complaining when they had dildos all over the game. Keanu Reeves didn't have one inside of him. Right. Yeah. Keanu Reeves didn't have a scene where he was involved with a dildo. There are dildos in the game. Did and what Keanu if the... Reeves consent to a sex scene with the player? Was Keanu Reeves ever naked? Was Keanu Reeves ever shirtless? Was Keanu Reeves ever this, ever that? No. And he might have said, like, hey, I realize that this game is supposed to be forward and progressive in many like sexual ways however right. like if you're going to use my likeness like i'd prefer not to be in any scenes with the dildo mm-hmm. i will and that's say, a perfectly reasonable and professional i, I like, will say request. spoiler alert there is a sex scene with keanu where you are the player as keanu um so you have a little bit of control over the situation um you never see anything more than keanu's hands uh, during that scene, the girl, on the other hand, is full frontal. Um, but uh, you never see anything beyond what I would consider PG thirteen slash R. It's certainly not not X or NC seventeen. Um, 
you know, I've, I've seen more in R-rated movies than I saw in yeah. Cyberpunk. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, um, you and know, again, people... and again, let's flip this script if it were about one of the female models who consented to have their likeness in the game. What would we be thinking? Yeah, honestly, like, it's hard for me. You know, it shows you how my old school thinking is. It's like, man, I imagine a female actress in that position being compromised in that way. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm imagining the Twitter threads, you know, like, it doesn't seem okay to me in any way, which is why where I have to approach the issue with Keanu Reeves, you know? And, yeah. and somebody here says, like, if they removed his likeness, would it be an issue? John Jay said that. And it's like, no, like there's nothing necessarily wrong with like sexual content or sexual scenes, not by any stretch of the imagination. Right. You know, it becomes a weirder issue. And I I have a hard time with it because it's like, yeah, it's just a skin that is made in the likeness of Keanu Reeves. Right. Not, you know, his voice isn't after any of these. He didn't mocap these scenes himself, you know, (laughs) it's like. So it's kind of a weird boundary, but like, yeah, if they just picked any skin that didn't look like Keanu Reeves, if they just did one of these, we wouldn't know, be AI generated. We just be exactly. talking about skin flips. But, but there's a whole interesting dynamic between what the modeling community is capable of doing, what the game itself is capable of displaying. But you have to remember that a lot of the mocaps and a lot of the skins come from re- real world people. Yeah. Um, there, there were people acting and and being body scanned, you know, fully to, to be involved in this project. And and there's a number of real world people who were scanned into this game. And the reason we're talking about Keanu Reeves, it's because it's freaking Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah. But there are plenty of other models in this game who we wouldn't even think twice about being placed in this position, and maybe we should. Right. Yeah, you know, and John Jay says here, Fallout 4 had similar mod with generic models, you know, and it's like, we wouldn't be having this conversation if it was like Mario and Luigi, you know what I mean? Like, I've seen that one. <laughs> everybody's <laughs> seen that one. The internet's been around for decades uh, now. Andrew says the real question is, is CD Projekt Red even responsible for that kind of a mod? And the answer is no. no. But they do have a right to sort of like protect their content. And in a way, it's like, you know, their work, their name, their money went to go and acquire Keanu Reeves' likeness and his permission I'll, to use that I'll likeness. go into a very weird place to kind of make this point, okay? There was a news story a number of years ago. So do you remember eSurance? eSurance was a an insurance spinoff from Progressive that was supposed to be like all about the digital age. And they had an eSurance anime-style cartoon girl who was the mascot. And Rule 34 did what Rule 34 do, and they placed her into a bunch of explicit scenes. She's the mascot of an insurance company. <laughs> and and I guess there was like this secret love affair between her and Kim Possible and all kinds of crap like that. And oh. so Progressive dropped dropped that voice actor and dropped the the premise altogether of of that character um, so it costs them work essentially it costs them work it costs them real world things because some people needed to fantasize about sex with an insurance salesman 
Um, and, and I know that's a really weird story to just like pull out of left field, but that totally has the same implications today about yeah. that person consented to be on an insurance commercial and be the spokesperson for a company and ended up being placed in sexually explicit positions. Um, and in probably fairly uncomfortable, you know, marketing and, and everything else kind of, kind of way, even though progressive and insurance as a whole had no control over what was being done with her image. Yeah. This is the same kind of situation. It, yeah. <laughs> it's really tough because, you know, people are saying like, you know, these are independent moderates and things like this. And it's like, yes, a hundred percent you are right. And I support the right of any moderate to do what any moderate is going to do. But at the same time, if I were CD Projekt Red and I created something really cool, and I didn't want it to be used that way. I might be a little upset. I don't know. It's kind of a weird, tricky middle ground situation we find ourselves in here. I know. I was just thinking of Flo too. <laughs> We're horrible people. No, I'm. Flo <laughs> has her own like devoted websites and everything oh, else. For sure. Like no doubt. Not even. And that's a real person. That's a real person on real TV in on camera. You know, and it's. The internet's going to do what the internet's going to do. Yeah. But as the parent company, as the presenter of yeah. that character that you've created, you also have an inherent right to defend them. And there's also the moral and ethical question of, should we be doing things like that? And what are people like me supposed to do when these controversies come up? Do I support the modding community? Which I usually 100% support the modding community, probably a little bit more than I should. Versus, do I support the companies and the individuals who yeah. are being exploited for sexual imagery? You know, I'm this... I'm gonna side with with Keanu Reeves and CD Projekt Red on this one. And that's the weird part I find myself in is is like I don't even necessarily side with CD Projekt Red, but more so like Keanu Reeves in a mm -hmm. weird way. Like until like if his... Keanu Reeves comes out and makes an official press statement that says, "Dude, bro, is totally cool with me." Uh, yeah, be excellent. Yeah, be excellent. Right, exactly. Then more power to you, Rule Thirty Four. You show yeah. that Keanu full frontal. What? But until know, I hear that, twenty 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 has really uh, reminded me of a magical phrase from our uh, our savior, Captain Picard. Uh, he said, "Life is an exercise in making exceptions," and this is one of those weird weird places where you know because you kind of outlined it as like a binary: do you support these people? Or do you support these people? And I think it's possible to support both within the nuance of the situation under different circumstances with different, you know, it's, it's like, this is such a huge gray area. It's like, I don't necessarily think that like, you know, I a hundred percent support the modern community, but mm -hmm. I a hundred percent support CD project red. And those two things do not contradict each other. They don't create some sort of paradox. no, nothing like that like the truth is is that it's a really complicated situation and it's you're allowed to have weird complicated feelings on the issue so if any right. of you are like me you've been talking about this for 22 minutes and realizing that your talking points are sort of circular it's because it's a weird circular issue it, it's a weird issue um let's let's say this let's say i don't want to say you but I'll, I'll just say you in like a generic context let's say you have the hots for keanu reeves you are more than welcome to have those thoughts in your own head. Yeah. To, to fantasize, to do whatever you want. 
the second it starts becoming an art and more specifically than an art a public art form yeah that gets a little weird it, yeah it, it open, draws open beyond fantasy notebook. and yeah you know draw your keanu reeves portraits and and do whatever you want to do right. like you know that's the beauty of the whole thing so so that's what i'll say is remember there's another person on the other side of this who didn't consent to whatever dirty thoughts you have in your mind and are producing into some visual contextual form. Right. Somebody in the chat says, and I think this is a really good point to bring up is that, you know, they say it's kind of like that teacher who had an only, only fans account. account. Right. And, and we hear the story over and over and over and over. I, I, I heard one recently, like with a month or two ago about the, the, the paramedic in New York city. Yeah, who had an OnlyFans account, and the freaking the New York Post like lit her up and like completely doxxed her and all this sort of stuff. And it's like, first of all, like the OnlyFans thing is like a consensual thing that this person is engaging in. They are selling pictures of themselves or whatever in all sorts of compromising ways because it's a gated community, uh, because it's a way to support themselves because of any number of reasons, but the most important thing, number one, is consent. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, somebody brings up a good, really good point. Hey, pay your teachers and your paramedics more. A hundred percent, we should be doing that. And why, we should not be we, judging why are anybody. We hearing, why are we hearing uh, stories about teachers and paramedics being fired for having OnlyFans accounts? Right. When we should be questioning why they had to have OnlyFans accounts when they're also a paramedic or a teacher. Right. 100%. And nobody's going to be questioning what question. I'm taking. Nobody's going to be questioning the thirst traps I set up online. You right. know, they're not going to be like, oh, that red, like, look at him. Let's ask his professional career, you know? Right. So there's all sorts of biases and things that enter right. this, the equation. And, but, and, you know, and again, there's there's the 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 sexual privilege, a.k.a. as as I have being a white male in the U.S. I can do just about anything that I want. <laughs> and I fully understand that. Um, you know, I... I could, I don't even want to say what I could probably do and still get away with it and still have a fan base and still have people to defend me. And to a certain extent, that's kind of disgusting because I hold myself to a pretty high moral standard. And there are those who don't. And there are those who get defended for some pretty despicable things. Yet a paramedic makes an OnlyFans account and she gets run through the rails by, by the New York Times and going, well, she's a paramedic. She should hold herself to higher standards. Maybe she should have been paid a working wage so she wouldn't have had to take pictures of herself and sell them online to creeps. Yeah. I mean, that's what's kind of crazy is like in a weird way. And by the way, she willingly did it. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's a very like liminal sort of space between like what those people do and like what (laughs) we do right now, right here, right? Like we're creating content. We're using like you know our minds and our bodies to do so like it's just crazy to me this whole thing's crazy but the key thing is like you and i consent to being on camera they consent to doing their OnlyFans thing and nobody deserves to have anything thrust upon them that they do not consent to and that includes keanu reeves public figure or no right um, so, you know, think about that next time y'all are clicking through your weird deep fakes links, right. you a bunch of creepy old farts. Or links to the 50 most beautiful women, which pops up on whatever BuzzFeed news site I'm trying to find <laughs> tech news on that John forwards me and, and I go, what the heck is this? <laughs> the amount yeah. of ads that I have to block on sites that John submits 
Um, I will go through and I will load them up and I will do a dropper from at, from uh, uBlock. Yeah. And I will block individual elements and then never refresh the page because it's it's like, oh, there's a beer story and how to make your boobs 50% bigger. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not even kidding. It's like, yeah. I have a business to run here. I don't need this kind of crap. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a wild, crazy place, and uh, I hope everybody has just as com- conflicted uh, thoughts on on this modding thing as yeah. you and I have, because it's a weird, complex thing. Yeah, there there's also, like I said, there's also the the fact that the imagery exists and what happens when it becomes transformative and art, because yeah. art is a protected medium and parody is a protected medium, and you know sure creative or not creative commons but uh but fair use uh, under a creatively you know derivative art form is protected yeah and so and 100 percent, it should be you know and i'm not gonna i'm not even going to explore the depths in which like this mod probes those correct fringe cases like that's not for me to do right exactly and so there's a lot of like legal standing on (laughs) <laughs> the modders are still totally in the right. So ethically, yeah. morally, or legally, those are three very separate questions. It's just, yeah, it's hard too because you know people like you and I, and, and probably most of our listeners. It's like, I haven't consented to a body scan. So no. well, except well, at the airport. At the airport, yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I, I make them frisk me just because, but because yeah. um, I'm feeling frisky. But yeah, you get the thrill out of it. Yeah, well, you know, me, I raise my arms and go. Sorry, it was cold this morning. <laughs> I was in the pool. I was in the pool. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, I feel like uh, you and I and many of our listeners, it's like you know, if we're modding, you know, just you, you go where the float takes you. And sometimes SPX. It takes you to oh weird wait, places. didn't we go through this with the Last of Us? Yes, we did. Yeah. Yes, we did. That's a fantastic point. Yeah, and Andrew Preston makes an interesting distinction between morally exploitative versus monetarily exploitative, and I feel like many morally exploitative things are monetarily exploitative as well. Although case, I don't it was think the fr- creators. In this case, it was a freely delivered mod yeah, that was just posted. Exactly. But however, like you know, Nexus mods might be making some ad revenue. I don't know. We can make a weird. This is a weird thing about everything. You can make. Uh, you can make exceptions to everything. I'm sure Nexus mods made some money off this, but yeah. But no, we uh, went through the same exact thing with Ellen Page, with yeah. with her being placed into some provocative situations thanks to some it's savvy. Elliot Page now, by the Elliot way. Elliot Page, excuse me, I that is my bad. Yes, Elliot Page, um, being placed into some sexually suggestive and and sometimes explicit situations yeah. because <laughs> he, you know, he lended his voice, his uh, his likeness. character model likeness and and voice to the game, and so yeah. We've been through this exact thing, same thing before. Yeah. And and that one, yeah, again, that's one that feels like exceptionally like worse than Keanu Reeves in many ways. So it's like I gotta I gotta like unpack like why it is I feel ways about things, but oh so crazy. Now I'm waiting for the Morrowind mods uh, that lets you plug in Vivek, that lets you plug in just, you know, the 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 Alms V, the um, the triumvirate uh, into the sex bot, as it were, because that seems pretty cool. Um, you know, 
Why not? Yeah. I'd also take any of the Daedric princes in the sex spot. That'd be pretty interesting. <laughs> oh, are we going to do like a top five now? Well, I'm just saying like, yeah, I'm waiting for the Morrowind sex spot mods. Yeah. <laughs> of course you are. Uh, yeah. I, I will say just give me the that Pan Am scene five times. That's my top five. <laughs> That's my top five. And she consented, so we're we're good. <laughs> Look, unless Vivek is based off of somebody in real life, I think we're in the clear. I think okay. we're in the clear with Pan Am. <laughs> anyway, it's ten o'clock. I'm going to give my mods a break and end the show right now. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in for episode 168 of Talking Heads here on YouTube on Craft Computing. Make sure to join the Patreon or Floatplane if you like the content I do and want to see more of it. Your donations and contributions are very much uh, appreciated and go to the content that is delivered here on this channel. Make sure to like this video, hit subscribe if you haven't done so already. Make sure to check out Game Devs Quest. Link is down in the video description. Uh, Rhett uh, does podcasts. He does uh, some game jams. Didn't you have one coming up? Pretty we don't soon, have any or... game jams coming up, but we do got, uh, gosh, if anybody's listening right now, we do got our homeboy from home team, Game Dev. He all formerly Gamkito, Chris Delion. Um, he is a prolific game dev educator, worked in AAA games. He's coming on our podcast this weekend. So if you have any questions that you want us to, to kick his way, uh, just let us know. He's been on our podcast before, so you can go listen to those as well. But uh, we're excited to have him on again and to be able to pick his brain about uh, game dev education and things like that. So Awesome. Very cool. Uh, yeah, I might even tune into that one. That sounds cool. Heck yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, thank you guys so much for joining us. This was a blast, and I know a little bit of a different episode. Thank you for those who kept it civil in the chat. The others, please see me after class. <laughs> uh, anyway, join us every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Pacific time for the latest in beer and tech news, and stay tuned to YouTube for more videos. Thanks, Kyle. See you later. Cheers. <laughs>